Look out in the street there. You know what you don't see? My car. Because I had to sell it to pay the lawyer I hired when I got busted for drunk driving. Know what else you don't see? My girlfriend. Who decided that a guy with no car and no license and no money was no fun. Cops are out there cracking down on drunk driving all across the country. And they'll see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Blog Talk Radio. Just a good old boy. Obama's gonna put you in jail. Never meaning no harm. You guys are all gonna go to jail. It's all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. I'm coming day and night. But we tortured some folks. Hitler had plans. See through all of your lies, Barack Obama, you wicked, wicked devil! Don't bitch kick him! The boat pussies. Ah, go ahead, you. Holy shit, man. That's the other bill, that's terrorist! Other building? That's terrorist, bro! That's fucking terrorists! Hello, my little trolls, my little sock puppets. We are tuned in to Hate Radio, broadcasting all across the galaxy. Break out the terror mask, put your kids to sleep. Here's your host, Hate. vitriolic episode of Chronicle.su Hate Radio, because tonight, joining us live, as usual, is internet columnist of the Chronicle.su, Kilgore Trout of the Internet Fucking Chronicle. In addition to him, we also have a former friend to the Virginia shooter, Bryce Williams, a.k.a. Vester Flanagan, the dude that shot the reporter, her cameraman, and the subject. Only the subject survived. We're calling him the Burlington Coat Factory. So, so how did yeah 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 coats on sale? How did you uh, fall in with this motherfucker? You're in the business of selling coats. What are you doing hanging out with the Virginia shooter? Well, uh, Coat Factory is is within a uh, an earshot of uh, WBJ Kevin, and uh, yeah, I used to see all kinds of shit going on over there. No one knows about. Do you used to work with him at WDBJ7? Yeah, no, I was. I, I used to work over at Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> hey. I I might have sold a couple people coats. Did you sell the Virginia Shooter his coat? I I'm not gonna confirm or deny, but I'm definitely not gonna deny. Kilgore, how's it going? You excited for this opportunity? What the hell are you talking about? 
to speak to this uh, celebrity that we have on the horn right now. He was friends with the Virginia shooter. We should. Um, well, let, uh, how is it like I, working I'm like at the? I'm like deep throat. Yeah, yeah, Burlington Coat Factory. What was it like to work there at the Coat Factory? Let's say at, at the Coat Factory. How was um, the uh, re, how was the man? How was management and? and I, I'm I, I'm glad I'm not black. I could say that much. Oh, it made it a lot easier, didn't it? Yeah, at Burlington, you know, at, at Burlington, they were uh, they're kind of kind of um, a little, little bit racial, but they had, they had you know, special lights, right? Yeah, you can only be a little bit racial because there was only a little bit of uh, different races working there at Burlington Co Factory. Why do you keep saying it like that, Burlington Coat Factory? Because that's where I used to work. I don't know anything about WGBJ7 and their, <laughs> and their uh, you know, right. non-racist ways. Now, what's really going on there that's uh, making it such an unfriendly, unwelcoming environment at the Burlington Coat Factory? Yeah, Burlington Coat Factory used to have this news director, and he was a real piece of work, I'm telling you. And um, he was kind of a micromanager, I would say. Sort of like a slave driver, you'd call him. Yeah, like a slave, like Burlington Coat Driver. You know? <laughs> yeah, you used to push the Vermont based coat. What do you think about all this, Kilworth? Well, I'd like to know um, this Roanoke shooter. He he's been made out to be a real demon and evil guy by by the news, and that of course he this is really evil because he's he shot two people live on air, and 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 the video was so was terrifying. Were you terrified? I mean, you can't deny that. So, what are you getting at? That he was unfairly... uh, You know, he hasn't gotten as much focus, I've noticed, as like Dylan Roth. The focus is not so much on the shooter and his motivations and all that. I I did hear that they found a uh, uh, rainbow flag in his apartment. And they're thinking about banning the rainbow flag now. That sounds pretty serious, man. That sounds like a heavy-handed approach to justice. Kind of, kind I, of like I the Dylan really, Roof thing. I think it's really dumb trolling when people do that. Yeah. I think so. Dylan Roof had a, uh, a, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there's a couple of pictures circulating of Dylan Roof. And uh, uh, he had a uh, a uh, tank top that said gold shim. And now... Gold Shin is out of business, and just wow. they like banned. You can't put up Gold Shin flags anymore. He poisoned and their I, brand. Yeah, and it's, it's like very uh, anti-First Amendment, and you know, maybe maybe anti-Fifth Amendment. Who knows? Was it anti-First Amendment for news agencies to self-censor and remove shots of the the shooting? Oh, to to self censor. Yeah, I I wondered about that because um, 
this is the same station allegedly that had gotten hot water with uh, posting uh, porn. Am I wrong? They posted, yeah, it was some kind of. It was a section of porn you could see, like down at the corner of the screen or something. Yeah, probably, probably about three years ago. Probably about the time that uh, Bryce Williams might have been working there. Were you watching uh, the news when that happened, Kilgore? When you could see the pornography? I saw the clip later. People don't call it pornography anymore. It's just porn. What do they call it? It's porn. No, that's just that's just sex ed. It's well because it, it, there's no graphy about it anymore. It's just you point a digital camera at it. You know, I think the art is lost once you're on your knees between a guy's legs filming his butthole. Well, ha- it have you heard that? <laughs> have you heard that the shooter has owned several gay porn sites? He owned and maintained and ran them. Yeah, that's what he was doing for a couple of years there. Okay. Yeah, that's what he was up to was running porn sites. And just porn oh, okay. sites. He was so focused uh, on hate while he was doing it, too. He never let Labor said a bunch of awful things about him, too. What do you think? The, his neighbor said that he was just um, never happy and threw cat shit at their porn. Well, yeah, throwing cat shit. Did you know him when he was throwing cat shit Burlington Burlington Coat Factory? Uh, um, uh, as a Burlington Kill Factory employee, I did I did not know him nor anyone specifically. Now Kilgore tells me that uh, you may or may not, and probably didn't, but could have had dinner with the Virginia shooter, Vester Flanagan. Um, uh, his dinner is at. 1 p.m., sir. <laughs> so kind of an afternoon, like a lunch. It is more of a lunch, sir. No little green men, sir. No little green men, sir. Oh, uh, yeah, I got off my, um, my shift uh, selling coats and uh, just happened to run into him. And we, we decided to go to Cheddar's. And when you sat down, uh, you sat down and ate together? Yes, we did. And did he talk about his plans to shoot these people? He did not. He probably kept it to himself because he really wanted to get away with it. Did did not mention any of these people, um, but did kind of mention his um, shortcomings with uh, WDBJ. And, oh, what did he say about that? Kilgore said that his neighbor said he was never really that happy. So he was an unhappy guy, and he's, always, he's telling you about his problems with WDBJ7. What kind of things yeah. are he saying? He's just starting to kind of leak out, leak out his little issues. Was he cussing? No, no, it's very, very much in passing. He, you know, a lot of times he was compared to like, you know, the, when a coat doesn't fit right, and um, <laughs> maybe when a when a coat doesn't match or something. Like oh, I see. So, so I, you know, I knew where he was coming from. In the, the wardrobe, he sort of stuck out like a sore thumb in the coat closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, me, me and him kind of like had the same opinion of coat. And, um, you know, 
I I I get what you're saying about certain um, certain like coat brand, certain uh, coat director. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's weird, man. Yeah, well. You remember when we went to high school there and Dr. Martha Cobble, she was racist at K-Spring High School. Oh, obviously. Oh, oh, very obviously. Oh, very obviously the racist. It wasn't just something like you could look at her and tell she was a racist. She actually told a group of people during a meeting she thought was confidential that no nigger will ever run her marching band program. Now, what about the general? The, what about the general racism that you'll see? And she uh, was in a position of know, power too. Sorry to interrupt you, but that's just another. I example. mean, just on the streets around around the South here after the Dylan Roof shooting, and um, how there are all these big trucks with, with these, you know, they'll, they'll have these big masts flying Confederate flags. More than one on each truck, you know these big, big trucks. It's like they're escorting um, an important figure down the road. They've got the flags on each side. It's like KKK patrols, you know, checking around for, uh, you know, just driving around the streets, keeping an eye on stuff, you know. Have you seen those in Roanoke? Constantly, especially after the uh, shooting, Charleston in Charleston, you know. How about now? I haven't, you know. Uh, BCF, Burlington Cone Factory. How many rebel flags do you see flying around in the uh, wherever you are? I don't, I don't see many, uh, but over there, Burlington Cone Factory, you don't you don't see many either. You ever heard of uh, William Fleming High School? It's uh, not the not the whitest. What is that music? Oh, yeah, that's what we have to do at Burlington Cove Not Colonel Sharecropper? I don't know why we're still open right now. Really, it's really weird. But, um, what do you guys Kilgore, have you been watching the news ever since that happened? You watched the nightly news? No, I don't watch Channel 7 ever. Why not? Because it's, that... it's a really trashy, bad station that is just shitty news that you would never want to watch. <laughs> so this is... Liberal backwash! I feel really bad about the uh, the killing, though. Well, everybody feels bad about the killing, dude. Nobody likes that. Nobody saw that shit and thought, nicely done there, Investor, the oh, media yeah. molester. Nicely done. I don't think anybody's slapping each other on the backs after this the way they did old Dylan Rock. Now, I, I knew. I, I I had a feeling it was him once I saw a Steam Chat. Steam Chat? Is that what you said? Yeah. Once they showed that uh, screenshot huh. of him uh, aiming the pistol? Yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, kind of thought to myself, yeah, it looks like that. But then when, when then they called him Vester, there was a minute where, where you were like, yeah, who the fuck right. is Vester? Who the fuck is Vester? Why is he using that name? That was just, I guess that was his legal name, but he had gone by Bryce Williams for like years. That was just like, 
on and on. Isn't Flanagan an Irish name? That's what I thought. I, I imagine. He looks like he might be part white. Oh, so you don't know. Oh, no. Yeah, he was, the Obama shooter on our hands, dude. Yes, Dad. What a fucking tired. stupid joke. The Obama shooter. Come on. Is that what he's called? That's yeah. what I just called it, and it was so stupid, though. Yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> he got in trouble for wearing an Obama thing. Yeah, he got in trouble for that. I don't think I don't think news reporters should be wearing support shirts, man. He wasn't on air though. That doesn't matter, dude. You're a fucking journalist, man. You can't cover it objectively and be wearing shit like that. What the you fuck can't am I cover doing? it. You can't cover it objectively by not wearing it. That doesn't. I mean. Well, it shows impartialness, impartiality. I I can see that. I mean, you if have you're to. on air. But we're talking about he was off air. Well, for, he was I, off air. I think, you know, I think that's dumb uh, to wear. Someone knocked on him. Someone knocked on him. I saw him wearing an Obama shirt. Yeah, someone <laughs> knocked on him. <laughs> I think that is so stupid. Look, the, right, the guy should be able to wear any shirt he wants. People shouldn't be narking on him and shit. But he should know better as a news reporter not to be doing stuff like that. Yeah, I think he was just wearing like a pen or something. A pen? What do you but think of the American Why not? Fucking wear it ten times over. You should put on a whole, uh, like a whole plaque of made up of those pens on your chest, like like decorated generals in the military. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing of them. All the same. Yeah. Every year I've been in America. <laughs> Add a new one to your lapel. By the time you're 80, like your jacket is all lopsided. <laughs> yeah. well, a lot of brilliant and coats around my shoulders, too. <laughs> Big square-shouldered Burlington coat. <laughs> With the epaulets that button down. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You're decorated. You got goddamn bronze stars hanging from the ship. Goddamn right. I've kept the niggers out of this TV station since 1964. I'll show everybody. Look, I, I don't. I wonder if that's really happening because when I'm at the newsroom, it sure is a lot of white old guys. And part of me is oh, like. Yeah. I get along with those guys because I'm a white guy, you know? It's easy to get exactly. along with them. Exactly. But I also wonder, like, where are the other people? Where about that? I talked to a girl. Uh, she's not a girl. She's a woman. She's older than me. <laughs> and she, she used to be my boss at the newspaper. And I asked her, I said, what's going on with the lack of anybody but like white men in the newsroom, you know, it might be like 99% white or whatever. She said, anytime you get an opportunity to hire a lady or whatever, like give her a chance. If she sucks, fire her, but like give her a shot because a lot of times it's just because you're not giving them a shot up front. That's what she told me anyway. Like that's what we can do to help. Just just hire them up front? Well, you know, give them the same scrutiny as everybody else, but also consider that I don't know, man. It's kind of it's kind of weird, right? Yeah. But it seems like this guy probably wasn't given due consideration. He knew it, but he didn't handle it well at all. Like I would have gotten up in everybody's faces if I was, uh, you know, feeling like 
I was getting pulled. Well, that's what he did. That's what he did. He did. He pushed back, and he was. Um, they they basically told him go get, go take go to the doctor and get some meds or you're fired. Oh, take your behavior medicine. Yeah. Man. You you back somebody into a corner, man, and that's what they do, I guess. Yeah, that was that was like a corner two and a half years ago, though. So, yeah, so like, why is he holding on to that grudge, man? Yeah, you only wonder, like, what has he been doing the past two and a half years? That's just like, I mean, he he never moved on from it, you know. It's hard to get over a loss in in the news, man. When you when you get out of it, you can't back, get back in. But the answer I mean, is important stuff like, shop, you know. Like fucking, he wasn't even from like Roanoke. He was from like Oakland, California. Oh, he like, probably just moved for the job, and he could have moved again and again. Right, and he no. It, instead, he just stuck around for two and a half more years to fucking like fly revenge. It, it's just insane. Well, like, I heard that he sent angry letters to Jack Browns because. Yeah, right? to have a good day instead of thank you. Huh. Yeah. So what does that mean? Jack Brown several times. And, um, Who's Jack Brown? Jack Brown's at that burger place downtown in Rome. Oh, he personally thanks them? No, he was mad at them. Oh. He was very mad with them. Because... <laughs> he was mad at them? Because... <laughs> Why? Said, because they told him to have a have a good day instead of thank you. Oh my god. And he sent them like, like he sent them <laughs> a really long letter. They hung it up in the back and they said from now on everybody's going to just say thank you. James no both of you who was, who was that guy? Lawson. Mr. Biggs? Oh yeah he would he got charged with uh, I think embezzlement. Yeah, wasn't that the guy that would always get on us for that shit? Oh, constantly, man. That guy micromanaged like I'd never seen before. He treated us like equipment when we were just 14 years old. Don't, don't say have a nice day. Tell yeah. them how much they saved with their Kroger card and tell them to come on back. Don't say have a nice day. Someone's mom might have died and they can't physically have a nice day. Oh, I remember when he said that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. When he said that. Yes, I'm glad you remember that, because, like, I thought I had made that up for a while. Like, I was like, there's no way, like, a real person would have said that. But, yeah. He was such <laughs> a funny thinker, man. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he, he was just trying to protect us from a potential shooting. Just just say, if, if you say... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That person might have survived this shooting earlier that day, and they can't have a nice day. So you just thank them for their service. (laughs) Thank them for their visit. I hope you didn't attend the shooting today. Yeah, yeah. Say to every customer. Thank you for attending Kroger after your shooting. That fucking guy. Man, I can't believe we're talking about Kroger right now. I look back on that with with really a true fondness because I used to they they had no cameras on me and I was all by myself so I could just drink beer all day at work just right out of the cases as the vendors brought them in 
And then finally, somebody must have complained because I noticed the camera was pointed directly at the beer after that. <laughs> <laughs> but I had already been getting drunk on the job and like taking naps back there and stuff. There's no. Yeah, the, the old produce have a lot of nooks and crannies you could kind of get away with. You could masturbate in there. Oh, you could you could do whatever. Now it's just like impossible. And as, even as customers. <laughs> What are we what are we doing? Is it wait, it feels like this conversation about rice isn't over yet. No, it isn't. We haven't been really uh, uh I wanna know dude, I just wanna like what did he was there anything about him when you were when you were interacting with him that made him seem like, you know, this guy could lose it? Uh no, I mean looking back like hindsight, yes. <laughs> you can interpret everything to all points. Right. But now we, I mean, he was always like just a nice, just a nice he, guy. He, yeah, he came in a Burlington Coat Factory and just, you know, we, we, you know, go launch cheddars. It's interesting that we don't know really much about him. Like, what was he reading at the time, and like, what the hell was he thinking? They say he didn't uh, have a TV in his place. He just had a computer. Yeah, did you see the photos? Of his yeah. house? They have photos of his insides? Yeah. No, I haven't seen these. What are they like? Oh, yeah. This oh, just looks a like an apartment. Total, total creep place. Well, Bill says it just looks like an apartment. You say it's a total creep hole. <laughs> there was... What was the creepy thing? I mean, it looked like he had cleaned up. They even said they, that he had... They knew, or he knew. Oh, he knew they were they coming. In, yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn. He thought ahead. Oh, he definitely thought ahead. I mean, two years, maybe. You're just selling videos, and then one day been. you're Had ready to kill. Had to. You said he was selling videos for the last two years, right? Selling this. At a porn shop. There. Smut factory. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's what uh, Kilgore said just now, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was working uh, working the porn. Hey, there was... <laughs> uh, we can't talk about that. There was... Um, yeah, man. So he thought, I shouldn't be working in this fucking smut shop. I should be a journalist. And then he goes up and he, like, whispers, bitch, before he kills that lady. He's, like, whispering, bitch. Yeah, that was... That was so creepy, man. Like, he remembered it. It was like he was just drawing it all back up. Just to, like, build up to pull the fucking trigger. What a sick dude, man. Yeah, yeah. I I agree with him. He's mentally ill, I think. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like he was totally mentally ill when... I mean, it seems like he has no history of sex hot going to any kind of uh, shop, psychologist, therapy, anything. He said, uh, uh, Burlington Coat Factory said he was like a normal dude, all right. Nothing was weird about it. He only trash talks WDBJ7 in passing, like those fucking bitches let me go or something. Yeah, no, I, like, what do you mean? They, they need to either be treated unfairly 
Oh, I see. You can help to a higher standard than the rest of the clique. Yeah. They do that, too. That's a way of, like, purging you out of it, out of the clique. Yeah. So like, this is the like, narrative. Like, this is really the heart of the narrative that, the, for whatever reason, is not being talked about because it's actively going on by the people who could be talking about it. Yeah. I see now. Man, this has been enlightening. You would never guess that uh, Burlington Coat Factory would come on here and yeah. shed some fucking light on this shit. This is the most enlightening conversation we've had yeah. about it that I've ever heard. Right. Yeah. Shed some light on our uh, 70% off sales going on at Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> Look, that doesn't excuse what the asshole did. He's a piece of shit for doing that, and he should have never done that, but uh, it does highlight the problem. Absolutely. I mean,. It's not that lady's fault, I don't think, either. She just got what? treated right, you know? Which, which one? The, the, the uh, reporter? Yeah. Oh, shit, they, they didn't even know each other. You didn't know her? They didn't, no, they didn't know each other. I, I, I barely knew her. But the thing is, like, they didn't know each other. She was an intern when he was, like, Barely, barely there. Oh, so maybe she moved up quicker than he did from a fucking intern, and he already worked there. Yep. Oh. That's what happened. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, look, uh, thanks for calling in, man. That's that's all the time we have. We're going to have to leave it there. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for your patriotism and the hard work you do at the Burlington Coat Factory. And Kilgore, thank you, as always, for, for manning the shit with me. And that's it. That's the show. Go fuck yourself. Who is this irresistible creature who has an insatiable love for the dead? Upon the stages